Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It used to be chill. It's all up in smoke. I think it's still fun. Well, hello, listeners. This is Parenting is a Joke. I'm a sourdough starter that never started, named Ophira Eisenberg. And Happy New Year! It is 100% heartfelt when I say that we are so grateful to you. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast. And I'm also going to be 100% heartfelt when I say none of your resolutions are going to happen. Okay? I don't mean to be a jerk, but come on. Not the strength training, not the home organization, not the read a book every month. No. Why do we do this to ourselves? You know what? Make resolutions you are excited about. Okay? Here's some suggestions. This year, I will get a 60-minute professional massage. How about that? This year, I will drink a really nice French Chardonnay. This year, I will take a long walk somewhere beautiful and not look at my phone. Or you know what? Fuck it. How about this year, I will take a walk somewhere beautiful and allow myself to look at my phone the entire time. Maybe bump into a couple people because I'm not even looking up. (laughs) And laugh. Yeah, that's my resolution for this year. So our team is off from work, spending the end of their holiday with their friends and family. You know, a break, or is it? So we will be back next week with new episodes. You can look forward to interviews with Tom Papa and the host of the Shameless Moms Academy, Sarah Dean. But this week, we are going to run one of our favorite episodes. This is our New Year's interview with host of the smart, political, and funny podcast, Stand Up with Pete, Pete Dominic. But we thought... Why not catch up with Pete right now to give us an update on how things went this year and what he's looking forward to next year. So here it is, Pete Dominic. Hello again. Fira, one of my all-time favorite people. I'm so excited to see you whenever I get to talk to you, and especially when we're taping it, because we're awesome together. (laughs) So how is it going, by the way, doing your show 
every day. Like, you just don't even think about it, right? I just can't even imagine doing that with all the other responsibilities of life daily. Love it. Love doing it. Gives me a lot of purpose. My daughters, they don't need me anymore at all, (laughs) which is by design. And I've just actually released a new stand-up special called Professional Parent, which is, of course, very appropriate for your show here. And my daughter is 18. She's a freshman at Ithaca College. My older daughter, my younger daughter is 16. She's a sophomore. She's kicking butt. Both these girls are confident, independent young ladies. And so I'm very excited to kind of pour myself back in to the work, which I love, which is certainly the podcast that I do every day and uh, and some comedy as well. What do you wish they still needed you for? Diapers. (laughs) All the way back. All the way back. I love to read to them. I love to show them things. I love to, when it was easier, to kind of make them laugh, I suppose. But I don't spend a lot of time in the past. I get excited that they don't need us anymore. That was by design. So I kind of take pride in the moments where they're actually doing their life, doing their life well. Okay. I appreciate your parenting highlights. I know you moved a daughter to college. That must have been kind of intense. Did you freak out just a little bit? I did. I freaked out a lot. I I knew I would. (laughs) What what does that look like? What does a Pete, Pete Dominic freak out look like? As she walked away, I got in the parking lot. I lied down in in the fetal (laughs) position. And other parents were like, we get it. And then some of the other dads also lied in fetal. All the moms were judgmental looking at us go, why is so sentimental? But a lot of dads were rolling and crying and pounding their fists on the pavement. I, I cried in front of her. I cried on the way home a, a lot. And I got made fun of by my wife and, and daughter for that. <laughs> oh, how nice. Yeah. Yeah. They really killed me. Uh, but it's it was real. It was real. It was hard. But it yeah. was, you know, it's been it's been really surprisingly wonderful. She's doing so well. And I take such pride in her accomplishments. And also when we do talk. It's more focused, Ophira. It's not distracted and and filtered through the screen between one of our faces. It's actually you and her and I on the screen when we FaceTime. And so the conversations tend to be have a lot more depth, which a lot of my parenting mentors told me might happen. So I think in in some ways we've even gotten closer, even though we don't see each other. That's interesting, right? Because you do these one on one catch ups and it's just like this is the dedicated time that we are actually talking yeah. Instead of yeah, just day to day, you're running by each other in the house or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I saw my younger daughter this morning got up and, and walked past me in the hallway and acted like I was a weird new kid in school. I was like, you're not even the morning. Good morning. She just mumbles. <laughs> the new kid. Where, when did this dude show up at our high school? He's weird. Walk straight past me. Does like he I wasn't seem there. older? Do you think he failed a bunch? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I heard he had a full-time job. <laughs> At an apple orchard. What? <laughs> I know you're into resolutions. I am too. What are your goals this year? Are you thinking about anything specific to, first of all, give me one that's specific to you if you have it in mind. And then if you have one specific to parenting. I would love it. Don't know if you have one. 
Well, I'll give one for both because I've already talked so much. And you know that I'm working really hard on talking about writing a book. Yes, I know. I I owe you a little something on that. I was going to help you project manage this because I'm really into it. Yes, go ahead. So that book is basically a, a parenting book for dads who have daughters. So you recently reached out to me because you're one of my closest friends and you're real smart and you've written books and you said, let me help you, you know, kind of be accountable on that. And that was about a month ago. Three weeks. Waiting. I really am waiting for you to tell me to start and then I will start. January 1st, baby. (laughs) So January 1st, uh, we start working on my book with your advisement. And I I think that's really going to be my 2024, I want to pour a lot into that. And a, a part of my third act of my career, if you will, will be working on this book and, and trying to help men with daughters, raising daughters and, and what works, what doesn't work and the advice that I've been given. And I will be sharing all of that in there. And there's some other aspects, but I think it's a pretty good idea. I'm really excited about it. That's so. awesome. That is awesome. Okay, just because we all, I flounder and fail all the time. Uh, That is just part of it. And it's great to share all the successes, but it's also, I think, always so helpful to share, you know, the time that it didn't work out. You shared a parenting highlight of basically seeing your daughter successfully launch out of the nest and establish herself at college and she's thriving. What what was not the greatest this, this last year? The low light was yeah. when she got scammed, as I know, you know, I talked to you about it at the time. But last spring, she got a phone call from a scammer who convinced her <gasps> to empty her bank account and send it oh to them, God. convinced her that she, they were the FBI and a couple of other federal government agencies and convinced her not to text, not to call anybody and kept her on the phone until she transferred all of her hard-earned summer job money over three summers of $5,000 oh to a scammer. And it was the worst day, you know, outside of a health or, or, or horrible tragedy for, for us, for her, for sure. Just a horrible day. And she saw the worst of people. And, you know, my dad said at the time, who loves both his granddaughters quite a bit. He said, you know, the only reason that happened to her is because she's such a good person. She's such a trusting person. She couldn't believe that someone would be doing such a terrible thing. And then my dad said, you know who wouldn't have done that? Your other daughter. <laughs> but as a result of that, a few friends of mine started a, like a little fund and they made her whole, like, like 25, 30 people in 24 hours. They got all the money. They just People just donated it, friends of ours. And so then she saw the best of humanity and, and the worst of humanity and best of humanity within 24 hours. So it kind of had a happy ending, but I, I do like to talk about it. And Ava does too, because I want parents to know your kid might get a phone call. Now they're making, using AI to make up voices, have a password with your child so that if someone says your son or daughter's in the hospital, you got to send money, you can say, okay, just make sure they give you the password and whatever that is, that won't be recorded. They can't scam you with that. Make sure you tell your kids, no government agency is ever going to call them and ask them for money. If you get a call and they say, don't call anybody, text your parents, hang up the phone right away. You are not in trouble. Yes, hang up. Especially if it's your mother. She has a job. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, Pete. Thank you. Great talking to you. I'll see you soon.
Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Ophir. Always a pleasure. Listen to Pete on Stand Up With Pete every single week. And here is our episode with Pete Dominic from a year ago. So enjoy last year's Pete. All right. I'm so excited to bring on my friend. I look up to this guy in so many ways. He's a great comic. He's the host of a fantastic daily podcast called Stand Up With Pete. And if you've ever had a chance to see a live taping of John Oliver's Last Week Tonight, you'll see him dazzling the crowd, joking around and warming them up. It's Pete Dominic. Hello. Hello, Ophira Eisenberg. I am so excited to be here with you. You know I am a huge fan of yours. I've listened to almost every episode of Parenting is a Joke, and I just, I love it. I love it. Everybody subscribe and review and do all the things because this podcast is a winner, I say. This is one of the greatest things about having a fellow host on is that you come out of the gate hosting my podcast, but in a nice way. You're like, you're doing my advertising. Thank you. Just Thank doing you. what I would want any guest to do for me as yeah. they come in. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. This is the only thing you should know about. By the way, you were last night live in person doing a political debate at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. How was it? Great. Really great. Lots of learning and lots of controversy. I love those debates. The one thing that you can't really debate, I have found, which is why one reason I love your podcast is parenting, by the way. That's a tough, <laughs> try debating that with another person and good luck. I mean, you really do find out that everything you are doing is deemed incorrect by somebody else. I've stopped judging parents, but the one thing in New York that I still have a bit of judgment is when I see, it's actually more sadness, is when I see... Uh, people on the subway late at night with small kids. I always mm. feel so bad for those little kids. And I know yeah. there's a whole list of reasons why that happens. Well, last night I had a spot at Gotham and I had uh, – my husband was out of town and I had two babysitters cancel. And our third go-to, which is people in the building, we've already used those uh, chits. So guess what I did? You became the person that you have been watching and wondering about. Well, how did it go? So he, what did he do? Did you just like leave him in the green room in the, the TV or something? Basically, I remember that I have a friend that lives near Gotham. I called her up. I said, can you come? My kid's going to be in the green room. Can you just watch him? Because I was afraid he might not like that scenario and leave. And I cannot say to anyone working in there, can you stop your job and watch my child while I flail on stage for 12 minutes? What happened? Did he live? <laughs> he lived. He was fine. My friend also, who is the best, she, like, stopped by the Lego store and picked up a Lego for him. I was like, now it's too much. Oh, well, sounds like he actually won in that deal that probably caused, like, when I'm thinking about one babysitter, two babysitter. Oh, God, the stress and the anxiety of thinking about going through that. And then you have to, by the way, go on stage and perform. I usually try to channel whatever that was into whatever I'm saying. But I mean, it's nonetheless, it's it's hard. And I, I really feel for you in that situation. And any parent, now you can relate. There, there you go. There you go. And actually, I will say the first few jokes of my act kind of fell flat. And then I finally said... Uh, I'm a mom and my, my kid's downstairs, in case you're wondering how this day is going. And yes. I, I did feel things open up a bit. 
really, that's a risk. And that's hilarious. I it's so hard. It's really hard to be in, in, in two places, especially when you're a comedian, you're freelancing and you're living in the city and you don't have people that you can always be jealous of people who have people There's some family member where it's almost required. You don't have to ask like you're getting the kid for the next two hours and hopefully they're delighted by the idea. Now, you are far out of this because you can leave your kids alone at home, right? They operate almost entirely uh, autonomously now, yes. Yeah, so you have two daughters. Can you just state their uh, ages and names if you feel comfortable? Uh, yeah, Ava is 17, and wow. she's a senior in high school, and Julia is right behind her at 15, and she's actually a freshman, but they're two years apart, and they're the greatest. They've always been the greatest. They continue to be the greatest. I've always said when they walked in the room or when they were too little to walk, I, I, the, when I laid eyes on them, it was like Christmas morning because that was always a great feeling for me. I know not for you. And we've talked about that, but for me it was. And I cherished that like that surprise. Honestly, they're 15 and 17. We're really close, but that feeling has never gone away. Like I'm annoyingly kind of on top of them, just kind of being a wannabe friend, if anything. That's the issue. If anything, that's, that's our issue. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Can you right, leave? right. There was all that time where all they did as a little kid, they want you around. Like my son, I was afraid to leave him in a green room. But I'm sure your daughters are like, great, dad. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that we definitely did was that we pushed them out into everything at very early ages where people would judge us like, what are you crazy? Your kid's going to get snatched. And we did that so that they wouldn't be afraid of the world. And we didn't think they needed to be afraid of the world because I, you know, can look at what's out there in the world and kind of judge the threat matrix. And most parents are terrified and they become helicopter parents. They never let their kid out of their sights. And that creates problems for the kid. And that is so obvious to me. I'll have that debate anytime we push them out. I would send my daughter into like, say, the pizza shop. She's like seven years old. So you're not coming with me. I'm like, no, you walk, you go in there. Here's the money. And you get, tell them what you want. Yeah. And she's like looking at me with her big blue eyes like, you're going to, I don't want to do that. I'm go. She went in. It was awkward. She didn't know what to do when the guy offered a change. He didn't know what to do. The whole thing was awkward <laughs> and it was a complete success. And now they're both like birds in cages. They're ready to go, Ophira. Both of them are so ready. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you let them like live at home till they were in their 20s? Yes. Okay, got it. Exactly. Exactly. It never ends. I answers. love hanging out with them. I love being with them. I love laughing with them. I love talking with them. I love watching them. You know, my daughter's a painter, so I'll just stand and, and there and watch her uh, painting, and I uh, love it. Are they great paintings? How are they? Amazing. She's an amazing painter. That's her thing that she's, like, exceptional at. Yes. All right. This paints a picture of your family, I will say. This paints a picture. So, also, I've been complaining about my birthday because my birthday coincides with the holidays and New Year's. And I wanted to talk to you because you share this pain, just a different holiday, because your birthday coincides with Halloween. That's right. So as a kid, how was that? I got presents and I got candy on the same night. It's, it's a really great combination. And a couple times, I guess, kids would show up in costume and it wasn't the costume party. It was my birthday party. Attention <laughs> should be focused on me. And right. so then, you know, Dracula's over here like, oh, let's play with Dracula. I'm like, no, who invited? No one told you to dress up. What are you doing? 
And then, you know, I always found a way to turn it around and make it about me. I'm like, all right, Dracula, you chase all of us and turn us into vampires. But it was mostly really uh, amazing until we got in, you know, to trouble as teenagers and be hard to almost get arrested on the same night as your birthday. But other than that, it was it was great. I still love it. Almost get arrested. We vandalized uh, people's homes and, and cars uh, on Halloween night with shaving cream and eggs and toilet paper. We would shoot each other with shaving cream bottles uh, that we manipulated in a very dangerous way to make the nozzle so it would shoot like 10, 15 feet. We'd be all covered in shaving cream. And all, it was mischief night where I grew up in upstate New York and we got in a lot of trouble. And yeah, the cops were, were everywhere, just <laughs> mostly breaking us up. But yeah, that was not the best behavior. I'm not proud of that. If anybody came to my house at this point in my life and tried to do, I'd be outside. I'd be ready. And I've done that. I've turned away teenagers because <laughs> my daughter tried to have a party. Wait a second. Your daughter tried to have a party and you were like, no deal you've been begging to have a party forever and they got kicked out of the you know the party not too far away she says could like 10 people come over we'll just hang out in the backyard because all these kids are wandering around and i was like well here's an opportunity to make the compromise because i would never let her plan a party but to like bail some kids out so that they weren't walking around streets drunk in the middle of the night i was like hang out in my lawn until your parents come and safely get you that I agreed to and actually that I was doing the right thing. But of course, you know that what happens is you get 10 kids in someone's backyard. They all start phoning the entire town. So other people start showing up and I go, oh, no. Oh, hell no. I'm not going to be that house because I pick my daughters up at those places where there's just swarms of kids walking around the street drinking four loco or whatever poison they they are pouring down their bodies uh, at this point. And so I see these kids walking in and I run out by the back gate. And just I timed it perfectly like an action star. Just as they're walking in, I walk out the gate. I go, nope, turn around. And then they just see this guy with a gray beard. They're like, watch out. It's Lancelot. Let's get out of here. Amazing moment for me. I felt so tough. (laughs) That was your birthday this year, basically. Right. Yes, basically. Might as well. (laughs) They had a party for you. All the kids in the whole neighborhood. They left. They're empty bottles in my yard. And it just was so outrageous to me that one would do such a thing. And then I realized we probably did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Being told I can't even get my kid to pick up his clothes off the ground. Although I didn't drink in high school, that doesn't necessarily work as a parent to be like, I didn't do it. So so you shouldn't because they're like, yeah, but you do now. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't then. Right. They don't care. No yeah. credibility whatsoever. No, 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 Even if you said, I did do it, and that's why I don't want you to do it, that would also not work, right? No, nothing. It's very hard to <laughs> tell your kids not to, and let's just specifically talk about alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. It's a, every parent, almost every parent has to deal with it. And my parents had to deal with it. My older brother became like an alcoholic by the time he was 17. And I say this about any, any younger sibling. You got an older sibling, you generally have it. I'm going to say easier because you get to watch that kid, your older sibling, fail over and over. It's like, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the youngest of six. And I was I also got in trouble, but they got in so much trouble. I came off amazing. I think that's the trick at life is to somehow become a younger sibling. I guess you can't plan that. No, if you do, I just think you have an advantage that needs to be studied by some kind of sociologist. So because your younger is 15 and she's watching her older sister drink and have all these kids over at the house and all the ridiculousness, is she much more uh, reserved? Like, is she rebelling against 
her older sister's actions or does she want to be just like her? No, they're tight. And she is doing, I think, what I'm talking about. I think she looks at what her older sister is doing is done. She's got, you know, my I'm not going to out her too much, but she's gotten into trouble. Okay. You know, I've told you. Yeah. I may have asked you for advice at some point. What do I do here? She's doing overall really great. She got out of those scrapes that she got into. I'm not worried about her, but like the trouble she's got into, the younger one is generally looking at him like, what? I'm not doing that. And things are, I think, a little bit easier because that path is blazed by the older sibling to some extent. The the front kid has a machete and he's going through the fires and the back (laughs) kid's like, all right, you went the wrong way. I'm not going over there. It looks like nothing but trouble. (laughs) Do either of their birthdays coincide with a holiday? No, no, no. they're uh, at the mid-January. So Ava's going to be 18. And then Julia's at the end of end of September, which two days after Val, my wife's birthday. So she has her birthday and then the present is a baby. <laughs> so you're, you're like- <laughs> welcome. What did you give me this year, baby? I know that you like a trivia game or two. Is so, this happening? Yeah, baby, this is happening. So this is just true or false. I'm going to throw out a statement about New Year's or birthdays, and you just have to say true or false, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay, great. So interesting, actually, that you said that one of your daughter's birthdays is at the end of September and that your your wife's birthday's in September. Is it true or false that the most common birthday in the world is September 9th? That's true because it's after uh, Valentine's Day when everybody does it. Close. Actually, October, early November would be after Valentine's Day, but it is true. Nine months is. Don't you tell me about gestational periods. I know. (laughs) Well, it's 40 weeks, right? So if you walk back 40 weeks from September 9th, it's the holiday season. So Uh, it breeds uh, breeding. Everyone gets accidental breeding in our case. Are we recording? <laughs> yes, both my daughters were unplanned. But go ahead. What is the, uh, let's stay on topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, wanna... we'll get back to that. Yeah. How about this? 42% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. False. False? What do you think it is? 4%. <laughs> okay, false is correct. And uh, you're close. It's 8%. That's what the is current it... <laughs> number 8%. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who's measuring such things? Anyway, I mean, how do you measure your own resolutions and answer that polling question, by the way? I know, did I, you lose? <laughs> did you stop procrastinating? I'll get back to you. You were always supposed to do goals that are uh, attainable. And I like the ones that are just so open-ended, you would have to say yes. Like the ones that are like, did you, you know, wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to do this? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know. By this mean move over to my other shoulder (laughs) and keep sleeping. On the topic of birthdays, the average age of Americans is 58. True or false? Uh, True. It's false. I know. (laughs) Could you want to take a guess at what you think it is? What is the average age? The average age of Americans is 41. So close. It's 38. We're around the average. Our generation, within 10 years of you and I, are the average age of an American. What does that say? That means that our culture should be dominating. It should be dominating. And it's not. Why? No, it's worried about uh, the future. That's right. Our our generation has like major self-esteem problems. Our generation is like mindfulness and meditation and, and. Our generation is mindfulness meditation. And that is, the by the way, the key to my. Uh, new transition. Speaking of 
resolutions. Yeah. But our generation is also like, I don't know, let's keep speaking for our generation, mad at our parents because retirement is a joke. Is another podcast we should co-host. <laughs> That's our next one. That's actually, that is the sequel to Parenting as a Joke. It's meaning, good. yeah, exactly. <laughs> meaning, how is anybody going to, quote, retire oh. by the definition of our parents' generation of retirement? I don't, I just don't see that I, for a lot of reasons, not to depress anybody. But I look forward to that podcast that we'll, <laughs> we'll be talking about. There's a great comedian in Canada that everyone should check out because you probably don't know him. Or maybe you do. His name's Ron James, one of the best. And he would say, uh, I'm planning for my retirement, and I'm planning for it by eating a tiny bit of cat food every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I like, I'm like. i doing the same thing. I'm moving. I live in a shed, and then I'm going to live in a van, and then I'm just going to keep getting smaller places to live as I get older. That's right. We've got one question left, and then I want to talk to you more about a few things. Yeah. There's a Danish tradition that on your 25th birthday, if you are still unmarried at 25 – you get covered in salted licorice. True or false? Oh, God. What an unbelievably terrible I thing know. to do. If you want to start looking into it, there's many traditions from many different countries and cultures based on not being married at a certain age that are all really? so sad. The American one is you get a hinge account. But... <laughs> It just pops into your smartphone yeah, just on, on your birthday. Single still? Boom. Uh, wow. I'm going to say that's false. It is false, but it's almost true. I do not know how often this is upheld, but there's a Danish tradition that on your 25th birthday, you get your face covered in cinnamon. Why? Because it's based on the old classic job of being a spice salesman, which means that you would remain single longer because you constantly needed to travel. Should every stand-up comic get a face full of uh, some sort of spice on their 25th birthday? Yes. It's such a bizarre thing. I literally knew early in my career as a comedian, I was like, who wants to have a successful relationship with someone who's gone every weekend? That's a hard thing to do if you work a traditional life and oh. you get your weekends off and every weekend when your other friends and couples that they're all doing stuff you're invited and your husband or wife is out doing stand-up in ohio it's tough it's a very tough thing which is why i wanted you know i shifted my career so i wouldn't have to work every single weekend well that's what i wanted to talk to you about so the cadence of your podcast is daily with the cadence of your recording how has that impacted your involvement with your family it's allowed me the greatest flexibility one can imagine. I work in a shed. I work when I want. I schedule my interviews around any possible opportunity to be with the girls, even if I could just pick you up to bring you home, uh, whatever it is for them. So I try to serve them, but they really don't need much from me. It's a tremendous amount of freedom. It's so good that I terrified that it'll end every day. So please come listen to the podcast and support it. But I mean, it's right now and for the past three years, I haven't made as much money as I did in corporate media, but my lifestyle, I feel so much richer mm -hmm. because I, I'm not in a car commuting. I'm not stuck in an office building on the 37th floor. I don't have to worry and please a whole bunch of other people. So there's less stress by those uh, measures, but I'm in amazing physical shape because of it all. I mean, I should take my shirt off for viewers. I'm 47, and I've really got it together. I just had a, a physical, 
And the doctor was like, yeah, I just would say, keep doing what you're doing. And I said, even in the face. And he said, yeah, even in the face. (laughs) My doctor just puts a gentle hand on my shoulder and he goes, it's going to be okay. (laughs) That's what I get. (laughs) You should get my doctor. Dude will tell you whatever you want to hear. That's his whole thing. I love that. You know, just because you're in great shape, obviously, we're just talking about bettering ourselves as individuals. I know you're a big goal maker because we've talked about goals before. Yeah. But do you do New Year's resolutions? I do a New Year's resolution on my birthday. On my birthday, I generally either on or whatever. I go for a big hike and I sit on a rock and write in a journal most years. And it's, yeah, that's my new year. I, when I renew it and I do absolutely think about it, I'm not going to lie. I do think about what I can change starting January one, especially around just like my affairs, your affairs, my affairs. How many do you have going right now? Many women outside of my marriage. No, I mean like my, my paperwork, my, my, my uh, retirement portfolio. So can you give me one goal that was either from your birthday list or from your New Year's list? My goal is to meditate, Mm -hmm. read and write for 20 minutes a piece every morning. Yeah. How's it going? I do it about two, three times a week. That's amazing. As a family, do you do resolutions? Do you uh, say to your daughters, you should write out resolutions or goals? Do you try to push them in that direction? Do you share them? Well, uh, we yeah, we do. We don't, as a family, make one, although that's an interesting idea. I'm trying to think about what we could possibly share a, a commitment to, but like something like dinner twice right. a week or something, which we generally do but maybe up that. Uh, But the girls do have, I asked them because I knew we would talk about it. And I asked them, what are your resolutions? And Ava 17 goes, "Um, uh, really? I'm like, yeah, just what, what is something that you want to work on next year? She goes, I guess like just stop procrastinating and like getting like things done. And then I asked Julia, what are your resolutions for next year? And she's like, I'm pretty much perfect. So nothing. She's like, what's a resolution? No, she is into work. She's into like working at everything that she's doing. She's got a part-time job. She's got school. And she's basically like, we talked about it. I was like, you're doing great. If you just keep doing what you're doing, think you're going to be all right. Don't work too much. Don't think, you know. She's studying too hard for algebra. I'm like, who are you trying to be? Oh no one goodness. needs you to be that good at algebra. It's okay. It's, you're never going to use it. You're like scale you're... back, scale back. That's hilarious. I'm happy to be your friend because I always love talking to you. But also, listen, I know everyone's life is complicated. But I, I'm like, I would wish Pete was my dad. I would wish Pete was my dad. <laughs> That's a wonderful sentiment. That's a wonderful sentiment. Honestly, to hear that from a grown woman, I think there's some, I think you're being serious to some extent there. And I think that I'm working on a book for men raising daughters where the whole premise of the book to teach men raising daughters is I interview women, you're on the list, and I ask them about their relationship with their dads. And they say, here are the good things, here are the bad things. and they're just honest. And then men will read it and be like, oh, these are all really successful women that uh, I, I want to learn what they learned from their dads. That's that's my uh, idea. I hope nobody steals it before I get I it done. I love that. Do you have a title for it yet? What are you playing with? D- uh, uh, girl Dad. Girl Dad. I like it. No, you don't. 
No, you don't. I, I know you well enough to be like, wow, could you not hide that? No, that I was- just I had to take it for a second because you know what? My brain went to girl boss, which is thrown around all the time, obviously. And I don't love that. So um, girl dad. Mm-hmm. Well, girl dad is. Is there anything wrong with it? I love it. It just means men who have daughters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could talk about gender all day, but I certainly like to talk with other men about their sons for sure. But I kind of like prefer daughters because there's more they're more in my in my daughter's lane yeah uh, to some extent you have great experience and sounds like a happy relationship with teenage daughters everyone always is like oh teenage daughters teenage daughters right it's like used as a scare tactic when the girls were little oh wait till they're teens i would it would irritate me but i'd hear it so often my younger daughter is always ordering me around in a kind of rude way and I would get mad at her and like try to set her straight. I stopped getting mad and getting angry and screaming. Now I mess with her and I make her laugh. And she knows that what I'm doing is, dude, I'm not going to do that for you. I'm not going to be told what to do. And who wants to be treated that way? And we have a laugh. And it took me a while to figure that out. But that's the point. Like when you're having problems with your kid, I just my default was and I'm just probably wrong. But it's like I, this is for me to figure out more than them. I have more resources, knowledge, maturity, intellect to figure out how to make this situation better. And uh, it's worked for me. It's worked for me to never give up and to really focus on and make parenting my top priority. Uh, you're the best. Pete Dominic. Check out his podcast. Subscribe. Listen. Stand up with Pete. There is a new episode Every day of the week, and you do a hangout with everybody um, on Thursday nights. I always want to fight loneliness for myself yeah. and for others. Please come listen and join us. And thank you, Ophira. You are one of my all-time favorite people, one of the smartest, funniest, most thoughtful people I know. And this podcast uh, reflects that. So congrats. I'm loving it. You're now officially promoted to reoccurring guest. Follow Pete on the socials at Stand Up With Pete. Tune into his podcast with fascinating conversations with celebrities, smart people in media, politics, comedy, and sometimes me. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Ophira. That's our show. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Parenting is a Joke, and on Twitter at Parenting Joke. Find me on the socials. I'm at Ophira E, and you can see all of my live shows that are happening if you go to my website, OphiraEisenberg.com. Plus, why not just watch my comedy special for free from your home? It's on YouTube, and it's called Plant-Based Jokes. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our mixer is Nick Zampiello at New Alliance East. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all the engineers at CityVox. And in the spirit of New Year's, we'll leave you with this. Happy New Year. (laughs) Do you have any New Year's resolutions? (laughs) Um, Are there any resolutions you think I should work on? Yeah, bring us eat candy more! (gasps) Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Check the backseat. 
Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.